Meanwhile, at the Summer's house... Hey, uh, Scott, Emma, um, I just got a call from G. Just looks like she's out on a mission. It's gonna be late, so, uh, <gasps> I don't know if this is gonna happen. Look, I think this should still happen, and... I think we should take some time while Jean's not here to set some ground rules that she'll have no choice but to agree to later. Well, I mean, look, we're all, we're all having fun, you know, together, apart, but I will say Jean's been there the whole entire time, so this feels a little weird to me, us getting busy guys, without Jean. Guys, I, I, I really don't know. I really think we should wait for Jean to get nonsense. Look. I just want to have a little bit of fun with no red hair flying around. It has, it so, has a lot of red hair. She needs to shave down there if you know what I'm talking about. Rule number one. Everyone must wear high heels. Wait a minute. What? Why do we have to wear high heels? I mean, I think I'm fine with that. Of course you are. You're fine with anything she says. All right, what's rule, rule number two? Rule number two. You must be fine with anything I say. Well, if I'm not, can you at least psychically make me fine with it? I can do that, gladly. Thanks. And I'm fine with it, by the way. Yeah, we get it, Scott. You're fine with everything. Jesus. Rule number three. When Gene is not here, I insist that you refer to me as Gene. Um, all right. Okay. I'll just, I'm horny. I'm hard. I'm ready. I'll just do I'm fine it. with that. All right, let's do this, okay? Let's begin. All, All right. right. Hey, guys. What? My mission's over. What's going on? <gasps> oh, bloody hell. Uh, oh, crap. <laughs> and that was... That was a scene from the latest X-Men number eight by Jonathan Hickman, right, Brett? That's exactly what that was. <laughs> Actually, it was just what we really wanted to be in the next X-Men comic. Hey, everybody, it's episode 116 of Comic Book Queers. I'm Evil Jeff, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, as always, Brett. Hi, hi. And uh, we were making up... Um, an X-Men comic just now. Why? Why, Brett? Because we like to think about that four-way sexual relationship that four of our favorite X-Men have. Well, we yes, and we were forced to because there were no X-Comics Oh, there released. were no X, that's right. There were no X-Men, yeah, There's comics no X-Men comics this week. This is the first time in how long? Is this going to happen I, again? It may. I mean, oh. we did have that. December 18th was when, like, five titles dropped, so oh. I, mean, I guess this is the other end of that gamut. Yeah. Well, it looks like X-Men is being delayed a lot. Um, and I think maybe the X-Men, since we're not talking about the comics, maybe they should be our hot topic for today. Well, then cue the music! What, what are you gonna pick? pick? Hot <laughs> topics! Um... So, no current X titles were released, but we have learned about two new ones by two of our favorite writers. What, pray tell, are they, Brett? Well, we're going to have X Factor by Leia Williams and Children of the Atom by Vita Ayala. What, is she, what else has she done? I know Vita has done... Um, They've done uh, uh, Prisoner X, um, but I know you're going to make a face because that was part of that Age of X-Men stuff that we did. Yeah, like. that doesn't count. I can't count whether that's good or not because that whole concept was stupid. Yeah, yeah. You can't blame that on, on the writer. Right. Um, uh, well, we know we know, we, we know Leia Williams' work quite well. Yes. Um, Vita has written... It's like a lot of Xena comics, a little, a lot of Magic: The Gathering comics. Mm, this is her first, mm-hmm. uh, first uh, venture into the X world. Then, other Besides than Prisoner, Prisoner X, that doesn't yeah. count. We just established that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Well, let's talk about. Uh, let's hold off on the. Uh, 
the Children of the Atom real quick. Let's go into X Factor because at least that's something that's more familiar. Is this, it sounds like this is the five book actually, right? Yeah, it sounds like this is the five book and it's not about the five. Well, I'm sure they're going to be prominently. Oh, absolutely. But it's about the people, if somebody dies, they need to go and figure out the protocols of are they really dead? Does this person need to be resurrected? What are the protocols of all of that? And I yeah, am, they need to make sure it's legit so they don't duplicate somebody. I am so excited for this because this is the one where I am like, there are so many juicy plot threads that you can go down with this. Because there's the other thing is there are, what are they going to do? Because that's the thing is, remember how they, they can't make, resurrect destiny? Yeah, no precogs. So that's the other thing is that means a blindfold probably isn't there. Right. So I'm wondering if anyone's questioning why she's not there and what happens if someone is born or comes in with precog abilities. Do they get rid of them? Like, I'm curious as to all of that kind of stuff. Maybe Um, it'll be handled in this. There's so much to handle around this resurrection issue. Yes. Uh, Especially it's like, what if you're just lost in space and you're like, I think they're dead, but we don't have a body. And then you resurrect them, and then there's going to be two of them. I guarantee you there's yeah, going to be Yeah, that's two what they're trying to avoid. They're well, that's, gar- what they're, that's the whole thing that they can't do. That's the whole reason for this team. This is all leading way for another Storm Bloodstorm moment. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Leah Williams even said that they're going to raise the issue of um, what if – someone is, is uh, identifies with the gender that they are not on the outside. And what if they die having never really lived as the gender they identify with? And what, what? if they want to come back as the gender they identify with? Wow. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I love that. Right. So that's going to be in there. That is like the best idea of con. It's like the best confirmation surgery in the world of like, you literally just reborn (laughs) in the right Mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. I love that. Of course, Leah Williams is going to be the one to address all of this. Of course. She's amazing. And the children of the Adam. What else is she writing right now? She just got done doing Gwenpool strikes back. Right. um, With, with the artist, David Baldion that uh, she's going to be doing this book with X factor with. Yeah. All right. And um, so now that brings us to children of the atom, which I'm like, what is this? Because it looks like it's the sidekicks of the X-Men. Well, it's teenage mutants who have idolized the X-Men. So I'm hope what I hope is, they're dressed like these X-Men, not because they have the same powers, but because they're like, oh, this cosplaying. is cosplaying. This is the one that I love. Their yeah. cosplaying is their favorites. Yeah. Maybe, but their powers, if that is even them, who knows what these covers I mean, I mean I'm sure it is. Uh they're if that is depicting their powers, the the cover we've seen them on, it seems that they have powers very similar to Cyclops, Gambit, Angel, Nightcrawler, and Jean Grey. My main problem is I'm very wary of creating new characters. There's just so many X-Men already. I know. I'm like, uh, I guess we, but I, I'm going to allow it. And hopefully this will be good. I'll <laughs> allow you. it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, did you hear that, Marvel? <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> and hopefully it'll be acceptable. I'm sure it'll be great. It's funny. It's like the... I wonder if these characters, if they are indeed similar to current characters, if that's a symptom of not wanting to invent something too different. I don't know. Yeah. And there actually is another book coming out. What? Uh, Chris Claremont. And there's actually two other books coming out. Chris Claremont what? is re- is doing like an, an addendum to love. Was it a, uh, Man Loves, God Kills, or God Loves, Man Kills? God Loves, Man Kills, he is? Yes, you didn't read about that? No, what are you talking about? Oh my God, look it up, honey, Google it. Look it it up. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's and they're but I it's weird because they're saying it was like someone was like Claremont's coming into Hickman's world. But then it was from the way that was, I was like, but didn't this happen a long time ago? Is it a continuation now or is it a continuation like right after that happened? Oh, set it in the past. I don't want him messing with the current continuity. I know. That one's weird, though, because that has Kitty Pride saying the N word. She said Kitty Pride has said the N word twice in the X-Men comics. Remember when she calls Stevie that? She yeah. says the N-word to Stevie. And she's doing it to make a point, but it's still very uncomfortable. Um, I'm sure she's aware of it, and I'm sure she cringes when she thinks about it. Yeah, because it was that was in the 1980, even though it's just weird thinking like she was 13 in been 1980. Yeah. So that means, oh shit, Kitty Pride would be in her 50s. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Kitty Pride Thank would be goodness like, she's not. Right? And now she's supposed to be 22? I guess. Something. Wait, I need to re I need to like make a chart again of that one where it had the ages of everybody. Sure. Um, but there's another comic where uh Alan Davis, my one of my favorite artists of all time, is doing a oh, nightcrawler. Yeah. He's doing a nightcrawler comic. Yeah, another edition of the giant size x-men series yes so, that's so far like, we have gene and emma we have now, are those uh, Magneto. Like just, are those how many are those like one one giant size issue and that's it that's it one shot i feel like i feel like they're gonna um do one for each member of the quiet council Ooh, i like that so far it's all quiet council people i'm down for that Yes, the whole thing's very exciting. So, a lot of X-Books coming out um, in lieu of none coming out this week. Hey, I have one more hot topic I want to talk about. Okay, I'm here for it. Are you? Because are you fucking kidding me that the movie that got the most Oscar nominations is motherfucking Joker? Are you serious? Are you serious? (laughs) What world is this? What world are we living in? Did I tell you... On my Uber to the airport to go home for Christmas, we got Mr. Straight Movie Man. And he was like, so you guys in the industry, like, you know, I'm trying to be in the industry, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like this Uber driver was just like, best movie of the year, Joker. And like, Fuck me, you. me and Joe were just looking at each other like, of course, of course. He's like, I mean, oh nothing God. came close to Joker. Like people fucking love it. He's going to win best. He's going to win best actor. I mean, that's fine. Like, him winning Best Actor is not nearly as offensive as Todd Phillips even getting nominated for Best Director. Oh, my God. My friend said the funniest thing. I don't know if I said it on here before, but it was just like at the Golden Globes. They were like, how come at the Golden Globes, Renee Zellweger looked like the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix acted like Judy Garland? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's true. Oh, my God. I can't. I hate this world. Well, all I know is that at least Parasite got nominated for Best Picture. And so that made that's me great. happy. But and Knives Out got Best uh, best Original Screenplay. Nominated, yes. So that's yes. Great. So I, I'm, but but then uh, the little, what her name? Uh, Greta Gerwig. No Why? nomination. She did such a better job directing that movie than Todd Phillips did Joker. I, yeah. It is so of course. offensive. Of course. It is offensive. Offensive. Um, yeah, but then people are also mad. It's weird because it's like one year we'll have so much diversity and then the next year, like none. Nothing. It's like we we can't get it together. The one actor of color who got nominated got nominated for playing Harriet fucking Tubman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we need to expand the the committees that do the people that can nominate. Yeah, we need exactly. to make that more diverse. Get these all these old white guys out of here. God, they suck. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway. Oscars. So we're skipping Whitney. There's no waiting to exhale this week. Oh my God, it's so depressing. But I think Miss Janet Jackson's here for us, right, oh, Janet? Yeah, hit it. What have you read for me lately? Thank you, Evil Jeff. 
Um, I did not read a lot. <laughs> oh my God, we do a comic book podcast. Here's the thing. I was going through the stuff I normally read and yeah. there wasn't a lot. There was only sure. two things. So then I'm like, what else could I read? And then I like went through the independence. I went through DC and I literally was like, I'd rather stab myself in the eye than right. Read There's nothing. Um, I have the, no DC book this week. I need to catch up on the Buffy world, but I'm so far behind. I need to like a really time to like sit down and just dive into it. That being okay. said, what I did read was great. What did you read? I read something called Jessica Jones. Oh, Jessica Jones Blind Spot number one by Kelly Thompson and Mattia de Eu Lewis. The same exactly. team that did Purple Daughter. And can we stop it with just giving her can this just be an ongoing series? I don't know. I kind of like these Jessica Jones mysteries that keep popping up. I know. I know they do, but I'd like another one to happen right after. (laughs) I don't need months in between. You know what I mean? Because I just feel they're good. Like even this, it's like typical standard Jessica Jones. It's very standard noirish Jessica Jones. But I love it. And I love how, uh, because Leah Williams writes it. Kelly Thompson. Kelly Thompson. Jesus. I mix them all up. Kelly Thompson rated, and it's so fucking good. I love it. I love it. Uh, It's great. Um, It opens with Luke Cage and Jessica. No, it opens with Jessica, clearly a scene that takes place later on in the story. It starts with where she's tied to a pole. The person who tied her up is facing her, but we don't see who it is. She's kind of looking at the camera, and she's been dressed in a Ms. Marvel costume. Like old Carol, Ms. Marvel. Yeah. It's super weird. And then we cut to where the story began and she finds a dead body in her office. It is somebody who came to her six years prior and um, it resulted in a cold case. It's this woman who asked for her help and, and the, the case went cold and she six went years missing, ago. She never followed up. She yeah. went missing. So she winds up dead in Jessica's office when Jessica keys into her office. And immediately the cops show up and arrest Jessica thinking she murdered that woman in her office. The whole thing is stinks like a setup. It does. And that's where I was like, do these cops like, if you get a call being like, Hey, I think someone's killing somebody. And then you walk in as someone is like looking at a, bo- I don't know. It just seems like you wouldn't even think for maybe a second that the person calling is the killer setting them up. Oh, like the cops are in on it. Oh, you think the cops are in on it? I just thought they Classic were Classic case. Of I thought they were just affairs. stupid. No, they probably are just stupid. Okay. I don't know. Maybe the one with the neck tattoo, he might be in on it. He was kind of sexy. He's kind of sexy. I also love that they were Sherlock Holmesing her. Has she done this before in the comics? Where she what looks do you mean? at. And the, the new Sherlock. Did you ever watch the new Sherlock Holmes with the Benedict oh, Cumberbatch? Sure. Where he suddenly yeah. would look at every little minute detail and then gather the information. Yeah. They were doing that she with her. That, she was. Has she, she done did that, that before? In Purple Daughter. Yeah. In Purple oh, okay. Daughter. Okay. I love that. I love that. So cool. Little Polaroids around things in the scene that she notices. It's yeah. great. It's great. It's a great anyway, book. I'm so excited. And is Emma Frost going to show up? Well, she fucking better. She better. Although it's like, is she too busy in the mutant world? I know. Oh, Krakoa. Um, oh, that, uh, but she gets shot in the head. Bullet through her head. She gets shot in the head. Has that ever happened before? Like, how's she going to come back from that? She can't. What? Uh, and she obviously has come back from it because the opening of the story takes place later in the story and she's fine. She's dressed up in a Carol Danvers costume. Alive. Right. What I think would be interesting now that I'm just thinking of this of like the X-Men, they could sell to the highest bidder for like maybe, all right, for $10 million, we will take your DNA and we will add you to the update, the brain update. So in just in case you die, even if you're not a mutant, we'll for $10 million, we'll resurrect you. (gasps) Wouldn't that be a good money making thing? That would, but it seems highly unethical. True. Or they could at least do it for, like, Captain America, Tony Stark. 
Yeah. People that yeah. We can't, can't have died. Can you imagine Lord if knows Tony Stark. Where no character in the Marvel Universe could die. That would be so boring. That would suck. <laughs> what a good segue into me reading about Valkyrie in Valkyrie number seven. Why? Did somebody die? No, but they, they oh, somebody is dying. Death. Hello? Death is sick. No, like the the more traditional goddess of death from Marvel, like the skeleton lady in the robe. Oh, well, who's Hela then? She's like the Norse goddess of death. Well, I'm talking about this? like I'm talking about like the Marvel universe embodiment of death. Like she's up there with like eternity and ego. But why is it? But if it was Valkyrie as Norse, why is it? Why are we not dealing? Is Hela involved at all in this? Hela's more like a queen of hell. She's not the embodiment of death. She's not like the symbolic. She doesn't control whether or not people can die or not. She's okay, not so just the concept of death. So this concept of death is dying. Does that mean no one can die if she dies? Correct. No, that's correct. And it's a big debate. Oh, whether they should allow this to happen. Right. Who's who's on which side? Um, she's got this team of super medics. So she's got Doctor Strange and she's got Excalibur, Faiza Hussein, and she's got this character called Cardiac and this character called Mannequin, who's a mutant who used to be on Beta Flight. And Cardiac is the one, I forget his background, that's like, we can't, we have to let her die. Imagine a world without death. And it's ultimately Jane Foster Valkyrie that's like, no, no, we have to let things die. We have to let, I have to let my, my husband and son die like they did in a car accident back in the day. I have to let that happen. Oh my God. She's kind of like, hey, if my fucking kid died, then all of your fucking kids have to die. Then all of your fucking kids have to too. <laughs> what a fucking sour grapes. <laughs> yeah, she's so sour grapes. It's good. I mean, it's still, I, what I don't understand is, Jesus, you've got Jason Aaron and Al Ewing, like arguably two of like the most, the biggest comic book writers working together on this Valkyrie book. I just feel like they're really trying to push this book. It's really good. Should I read it? I think you'd enjoy it. I just don't like Jane Foster. Why? I don't know. I feel like she's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just didn't care. I didn't like the feet, like when it came out as Thor and you didn't know it was her yet. Like I didn't care. I don't know. I just, what is it? What is it? What's, what is it about me that I don't like her? Is it my misogynist? Is it because oh, I hate I Natalie think... Portman? No, I don't hate Natalie. Yeah. Portman. You can't even keep the female X-Men writers name straight. I know Leah Thompson. No, Kelly Thompson. Leah Thompson. And played... Leah Williams. <laughs> she was in Back to the Future. No, <laughs> that's, that's why. Now. I'm just that's why you Leah Thompson. But I mix them. them up all the time. Because their names are Leah Thompson. <laughs> Leah Thompson. Leah Williams. Kelly Thompson. Leah Thompson. Kelly Williams. All right, whatever. Calvin. Calvin My Klein. misogyny needs to be put into check. So I will it try does. to read. I will try to catch up on Valkyrie to put me in check. Thank you. All right. Um, you mentioned Thor. Speaking of Thor, so Donny Cates is taking over for Thor. So Thor number one came out. And guess who the bad guy who it's more like null, like more fucking venom silver surfer black carnage the symbiote god oh that oh the new symbiote big powerful one that got released or whatever who cares no i will i refuse as soon you refuse as soon as it says symbiote i'm dead in the (laughs) eyes dead in the eyes i don't care so long story Galactus crash, he falls into Asgard, like right on his back. And like so many people die because he's so big. And he's like, the Black Winter is coming. And it's like, oh my God, it's going to be the God Null, isn't it? Because you said Black. And then Silver Surfer Black shows up and he's like, it's totally the guy. And then all of a sudden Galactus <laughs> makes... <it's, laughs> and then Thor brings all of Galactus's heralds together. And it's like, it's Fire Girl and Rockman. And and then, spoiler, I'm just going to spoil the end of Thor number one. So skip 30 seconds. Galactus makes Thor his new herald. What? He's the herald of thunder. 
<sighs> and Thor's the king of Asgard now. He's got all the stuff he has to do. But aren't the heralds, to, aren't they supposed to be finding new worlds for him to devour? Yeah, so Silver Surfer's like, so peep this, everybody. There are five planets that are so unique to their energies that they carry and hold that if Galactus were to eat any one of these five planets, he would become super powerful. I've been keeping this a secret the whole time. And Galactus was like, even when you were my herald, you didn't tell me about these super delicious energy giving planets. And Silver Surfer's like, you're right. I didn't. And Galactus is like, you were able to lie to me. I'm impressed. This is the emo, like the way you're describing how everyone's talking. It's so emo. Oh my so God. Emo. I can't believe you didn't fucking tell me. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like Donny <laughs> Cates is super emo and that's why he turned. Silver Surfer Black. A god. And Silver, Silver Surfer Black. Black. Like, oh my god. Oh, like I just imagined this whole my, thing. My like I need to play I need to play like Joy Division. Like while <laughs> reading this comic. Love will tear us apart. Okay. Again. Hey, uh so is Earth one of these planets, or did they say which, which no. planets are? Oh, Maybe. Okay. I don't think so though. But you don't know which planets are which. No, he just like drew them. He didn't name them. Oh. 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 Yeah, everyone's sad. Okay. Well, that sounds dumb. Anyway, I read oh The Runaways, but I don't want to talk about it because you started, started. You've started to catch up. I just read volume 1. All right. How are you feeling about it? I don't want to get too into it. I love it. it. Yeah, it's good. Right? I love Chris Anka's art. Um, I just love every character. I love that they affect each other so much. It's it's such a relationship. And book. isn't it really refreshing how little fighting and battles there are? Yeah, for real. It's kind of amazing. So the only one, uh, the only battle they've had so far with a bunch of telepathic cats, which is great. <laughs> uh. So let me ask you this, though. I, I don't want to talk about Runaways, but lately I've been thinking about whether or not they had code names. And... So they did, like, because it was the line, um, you made us call you arsenic. And I remember, yeah, Gert was arsenic because she had old lace. And Niku is Sister Grimm. Is Carolina Lucy in the Sky? Yeah, she was Lucy in the Sky. And then Princess, what was it, Princess Powerful? Power Princess. Power Princess. Princess Um, Powerful. I can't remember. Did Chase Chase and Alex? Yeah, they did. But I can't can't remember what those are at the moment. Yeah, I was thinking about that. No, but they. I'm wondering if it happened after Alex was revealed as the bad guy. Has Alex shown up yet? No. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I brought it up in a previous when we talked about it. Oh, yeah. I, ex- first, I expected him for some reason. I, I've been feeling his. I mean, well, you know, he's not. I mean, he's been in other comics and stuff appeared. He's Is been, he not dead? He's like part of hell. No, no the whole uh, uh, the whole. Um, what was it called with like hazmat and when they were like in the, the hunger games Avengers thing? Academy. Yeah. Or arena Avengers arena. Yes. The sequel to that um, was those, the people that survived were contracted by the people who worked in hell <coughs> uh, to work for them to do stuff. And Alex was like in hell, like one of the people okay. like in hell. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I just looked. I looked it up. Chase's code name is Talkback. Talkback. Interesting. I remember that now. Ah, um, uh, yes, I remember yes. it well. But I will say, right now, the latest run, it's going in a. It's it's weird. It's actually just going in a very like. It's just kind of sad. Don't tell me. <laughs> I'm not telling you anything, but it's just kind of sad, but which is kind of just refreshing. I like it. Um, I think that covers comics. Let's get critical. Let's get critical. 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 So, well, should we start with the big, the thing that we love the most at the end or the beginning? Let's save it for the end. Let's headline it. All right. Well, Brett. Oh, Jeff. We have had many a discussion on the show about a show called The Mandalorian. Yes. And uh, I finally finished it. 
You did finish The Mandalorian. Let's talk about The Mandalorian like <laughs> everyone did four months ago. Four months ago. It's just been a, like a month, right? Yeah. Um, I will say, ironically, it started getting good at the episode after I stopped watching it. Oh, look at that. Which one was that? I stopped watching it right before the Amy Sedaris episode. <laughs> so then I'm watching, yeah. I'm like, fucking Amy Sedaris. Amazing. I will say, here's the problem, is each episode in of itself is good, but when you binge watch it, it becomes problematic. It's flat, right? Well, this is the problem, is it's just like, here's this new group of people, but up oh, there's a double cross because then if I, if it was one episode you'd be like oh a double cross, but at the end by after the third one you're like and then he's gonna double cross him mm-hmm. like it just gets kind of monotonous of how many like he's like all right I'll trust you and I'm like why right why are you doing um, this they're going to double cross except, you except for what's her name the uh, she Hulk the lady yeah she Hulk from Deadpool. She's, uh, people are petitioning for her to be the She-Hulk in the Marvel series. I mean, I think she should. She's not the best actress, but she's pretty charming. Yeah, I think she's charming. She's good. I like her. But, um, uh, yeah, and then Baby Yoda always comes at the last minute for a, a, a Jedi Force save. Yes. Um, how about when her, the actress's name is Gina Carano? And her character's name, I forget. I used to know it. Talk back. So it's talk <laughs> back. <laughs> she was a fighter, you know. She's a real life fighter. She was a wrestler, right? Wasn't she like yeah. on WWE or something? WWE? No, I think she was actually like a real fighter, like mixed oh. martial arts. Oh, hi. Sexy, right? Bet you she can beat up Ronda Ronda Rousey. Anyone can beat up Ronda Rousey that was so these sad. days. She got so famous so fast, and then got her ass handed to her. And never one. Yeah, ever by that other lady, um, Cara Dune is is her name in the Mandalorian. Um, people are talking about Ronda Rousey as She Hulk. I heard that early on, and that would ruin the entire Marvel She's, Cinematic Universe. I mean, the other girl's not a great actress, but Ronda Rousey is but a bad Ronda actress. Ronda Rousey, fuck. I saw her SNL. It was terrible. Gina Carano. But what did you think of The Mandalorian? I mean, I think it's fun. I think it's enjoyable. I like the formula, the lone wolf and cub formula. Yeah, it is a little flat. It is kind of like similar adventure template after another in each episode. Um, I had trouble following if there was kind of like a rising action and a falling action. I didn't think... There really was? No. Um, that guy from the Empire showed up at the end. The guy from, I think, Breaking Bad. Gideon. The cape. Yeah. But he's not, like, he was, he's a new character, though. Yeah, but was he, is, I, I feel like he might be a, a character from one of the extended Star Wars properties, maybe? I tried, I think I tried looking him up and I couldn't see him in anything else other than Mandalorian. Okay. But who knows? That's where I wanted something more fun, like, like, you know when, um, uh, like, when he was, like, remembering being saved as a kid? Yeah. Like, I wanted, like, Boba Fett to save him. Like, I was like, we need another, we need another one of those. I wonder, is there a big contingent of people that really just wanted Boba Fett in this show? Because I used to think this was Boba Fett, this Me show. Me too. Yeah, I'm like, let's have some fucking Boba Fett. Because at first when they opened the door and they went to save him, he had the, like the little thing sticking up the antenna. And I'm like, that's Boba Fett. And then he looks around and then they all have it. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Maybe it's not. <laughs> hey, that's Boba Fett. Wait, that's Boba Fett. That's Boba Fett. No, that's Boba Fett. No, that's oh, Moff, Boba Fett. Moff Gideon. <laughs> Moff Gideon. Now, did you ever see um, that, Alfred Hitchcock? <laughs> no. This is a tangent. Oh, where it's one of the first Alfred Hitchcocks. <laughs> this woman gets uh, sexually assaulted. And she's, and then they go to the police, but they can't find the guy. And the husband's driving home, and the woman, the wife is like, "There he is, there he is." And he's like, "Oh my god, it is!" And she's like, "That's him." And then he pulls over and murders the guy in an alleyway. And then he gets in the car, and he's like, "He'll never hurt you again." And then they drive, and then she's like, "There he is, there he is." <laughs> and the husband's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh, she's crazy. Uh, um, 
Anyway. What? The Mandalorian scene I liked the most was those two jerk stormtroopers that had Baby Yoda in a bag. That was the guy from New Girl was one of the voices. Adam, it was Adam Pally, isn't he the guy from, um, isn't that the guy from, uh, no, the Happy other endings. show. Happy Endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, Jason Sudeikis was the other Oh, it was Jason Sudeikis? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But I just love they were trying to hit the thing they just threw down to the ground. <laughs> Like from like ten feet away, and they couldn't hit it. That was <laughs> hilarious with them target practicing. Yeah, <laughs> that was so that was funny. Great. Yeah, I, they, like the show had good moments. I really, I, I think my favorite episode might have well, it's probably the Amy Sedaris one. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah, because it also um, had but, uh, what's your, it had what's her name? Uh, what's that Asian actress's name? Oh, and uh, Ming Na Wen. Yeah, yeah, I love her. Oh my god. Yeah. I was kind of sad she bit it pretty fast. She did, but how about she's done Marvel, Star Wars, and Disney proper now? She's like a Disney triple threat. Yeah, I know, but she's dead in all of them. <laughs> and she's dead in all of them. <laughs> didn't didn't Mulan live? Does she die at the end? Mulan? Well, she's dead now because it was hundreds of years ago. Oh, <laughs> of course. She's not very old anymore. Um, yeah, man. The, I thought the Mandalorian is cute. I mean, what do you think of Baby Yoda? Let's just get to the heart of this fucking thing. Um, he needs. We need more because right now it's just like, oh, isn't he cute? I need something more. I loved it when he almost choked out Cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that, but then it was like finally, like he was showing some sort of personality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and the is thing. It me. Did he start making noises, like, out of nowhere? Like, wasn't he silent for most of the series, and then all of a sudden he was, like, all gaga-goo-goo? Yeah. Plus, okay, so when... How old do you think, in human years, how old is he, is Baby Yoda? Because he walks. Is he, like... No, 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 in human years. Like, if this was a human, how old would he be? Oh, sure. Is he Um, supposed to be, like, a year and a half? Or two? Yeah, I'd say... I'd say a year. So that's year what and he, a half. So then it's like, so do we need to wait another twenty-five to fifty years before we can start talking? Yeah. Ugh, that's so boring. I mean, you know, they'll probably put him in some sort of aging machine, and then we'll get teenage baby Yoda, just like Groot. They're just <laughs> mapping this thing on Groot. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, it was good though. It was good. And you know what it's also good. made me like it better? Is because I thought the last Star Wars movie was such garbage. I'm like, this is better than that. Sure is, because it was garbage. I What's your name? Hold Ray. my tongue. Ray I... what? Ray Chewbacca. <laughs> I, my coworker really liked the movie. And then I was like at a shoot and like he went up to someone else and they're like, oh my God, did you see it? And it was like, it was so good. It's like, I saw it three times. I saw it three times too. And I was like, do I engage? No. no. No, we live in a world of it. tastelessness. Let them have if they like it and they're that happy about it. Let them have it. Let, let them, them be them stupid. Have it. Let them be stupid. <laughs> All right, but something else happened. Something the very show, close to our hearts. We've been waiting for a year. And if you're like, "Oh god, are they talking about this again?" Yes, we're talking about this again because you should be watching the show. If you like the X-Men, then you would love The Magicians. If you like schools with people with powers and characters who keep fucking each other, then you should be watching The Magicians. <laughs> right? Come on. Fantastic start to the season, I think. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Season five. It season felt, five has started. It felt a little... Um, it felt a little all over the place. Where I felt the the previous two seasons, they were kind of like, right at the get-go, it was like, this is what's happening and let's get going. Where this, I felt it had a lot more uh, status quo to establish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's, it, uh, other seasons were kind of like uh, the same thing is happening to everybody. But here, the unifying event is that there's too much magic and the whole idea of there being too much magic in the air has sent different characters on a number of different subplots. It has affected their worlds in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like setting up like, I'd say three or four different storylines. 
Yeah. So in that way, it, um, I don't know, that was a little, it was a little too much setup and I kind of like it when they're all together. Like I would love it if they could just all be together. So that was, yeah, a well, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll yes. Get there. We'll get there. But, um, other than that, it's super fun. We just had the best line of the night was grow a clit. Oh, from grow Marco. a clit already, would you? <laughs> He's like, I would if I could. Bitch, I would if I could. <laughs> uh, a lot of Elliot and Margot. So their plot line is that because of the magic surge, um, when they traveled to Fillory, it actually pushed them 300 years into the future. And they found out that 300 years ago in this timeline, Fen and, and Josh, Josh are executed. Love, were executed, were beheaded. And Fillory is now under the reign of the Dark King. It has been for centuries. The Dark King is who had them killed. Now, do you? I have to feel that the Dark King is a character we've seen before. Don't you think? I would have to think so, yeah. I feel like that's why they're not saying who it is, because it's someone we already know. Here's my guess. Oh, you have a guess already. Okay. Yes, Todd. Oh, yes, because where is Todd? <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that would be great. Yeah, that'd be great. Todd, the character that's always kind of there, but never doing yep. anything. But always harmless. Harmless Todd. Sexy Todd. Love it. Uh, meanwhile, we have, uh, what's her name, Kate? Katie. Katie is the head of the hedge witches. She's now in, she's like Storm and the Morlocks. She's all of a sudden in charge of the hedge witches, which are pretty much the Morlocks. And then it's interesting because, and then uh, what's his, what's the traveler's name? What's his name? Penny. Penny is now, he's kind of like at the school. He's now teaching all the other travelers because now there's a bunch of new travelers. Now yeah, that there's Penny's so much been, more magic. Penny's been like Wolverine and the X-Men. Like, Penny's the one who's like, I hate kids. And he's like, well, now because of all the magic, there's all these different travelers. You're the only traveler we know. So you have to teach them, even though you hate kids. But then one of the kids turned out to be a little weird. Yeah. And she, but sounded like, it was more like she was getting connecting to something on that weird planet he took him to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought he was just going to disappear and then leave them all there on that planet to die. No, yeah, she has some sort of, like, phoenix in her head. Do you think it was just in her head, or was it on that planet, and then she was hearing oh, it? I think something is, like, using her as a conduit. Okay, yeah. Anyway, but I like the idea that Penny's at the school, um, Alice is at the library. Well, I love that the school has also blown up. Like, it, it has It's like, like NYU now. <laughs> it, he, goes, it's, he goes, it might as well be a state school. There's so many people here now. It's great. I love that. Yeah. Alice is at the library. Kate is with the hedge witches. Margot and uh, what's his name? And Faggot are at the... <laughs> mm-hmm. Are at Fillory. Um, and then that leaves... Uh, Julia. Julia. Kind of like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, she's saddest over... Well, her and Alice are both very sad over Quentin's um, fate. But I guess season. that's the thing. Does she have his powers? She doesn't necessarily have his powers, but she was able to tap back into magic because she experienced such deep pain. Over but here's death. what I think she has his powers. Because what is the first thing that she did? She did the cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yep, is what yep. he did. And she said, No, I need something small. I need something small to fix. I need something small to fix. Mendel, oh yeah, which is what his powers are. I think she has That's his right. exact powers. She might have his exact powers. Yeah. Uh, but then there's um, that, that scene with that pig being like, "Yeah, like, so who is a that?" Fillory char- he's from Fillory. He's like a pig version of Benjamin Franklin, seemingly. And he comes to Earth. He comes to Julia's house looking for Quentin because he needs to bestow a quest to avoid an apocalypse. But when he realizes that Quentin's dead, um, he refuses to bestow the quest to Julia because she's a woman. Yeah. And that was the one that was kind of teased months ago, that scene. Yeah, yeah. 
So I think it's fun. But my thing is I always am just like, I want them all together going for it, which I feel now it's going to be like three episodes until they start, you know, of just like set up. And I'm like, just get to it or have yeah. 20 episodes, but don't waste my first of my three episodes. Yeah, just getting to it. They're probably going to only have like 10 episodes. Yeah. Anyway, magicians, it's fun. Watch it. It's fun. My favorite line was um, when Elliot and Marco were in the future talking about the friends who have died years prior and how they they have to try to stop it somehow. Marco says, we're going to endgame this shit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, when do you have the time to see Avengers? And he's like, when do you have the time to go see Endgame? (laughs) I kind of hope that that's a plot. I kind of hope that like that actually is a clue to something broader like when did <laughs> when did margo go see endgame and why didn't she tell elliot who did she see it with <laughs> oh god well that's what we watched <laughs> that's all the stuff that we watched um but we have one more thing we need to discuss yeah um or actually we, play yeah we have a game to play and it's called, what is your, wait, I forgot what it was. Uh, what is your mutant deformity? That's right. That's right. Which Every, mutant deformity are you? Yeah, that's right. Everyone always gets like, what magic powers do I have? If I'm a mutant, what do I have? Oh, I fly, I do this. That's not how mutant powers always work. We have people that um, turn into shark, shark girl, the girl that like, sneezes snot sometimes or you have gills or you have scales a lot of times your mutant powers make you gross and so we're going to play uh we're going to take a quiz and each of us are going to take this quiz and we're going to find out each of us which mutant deformity are you woohoo all right so it's five questions okay. uh who wants to go first do you want to ask me first i'll um i'll ask you uh, okay, questions okay. first. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Um, which Knives Out character are you? Jamie Lee Curtis, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, or um, Ana de Armas? Oh, I wanted to be Tony Collette. Um, I'll be Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. Um, pick a cupcake. This pink one, this red velvet one, this chocolate one with rainbow sprinkles, or this vanilla-looking one? The vanilla one. Okay. Which Herald of Galactus are you? Thor, Silver Surfer, Frankie Raynova, or Dazzler from that one time? Dazzler from that one time. Okay. Which famous scandal are you? Megxit, Fox News sexual harassment, Lorena Bobbitt, or the college admissions scandal? Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> Pick an emotion. Happy, surprised, hangry, or horny? Horny. All right. Let's see. But it's calculating. It's calculating. (gasps) You have big hands. Super big hands. Like your hands are really big. Oh, my God. Do they grow big or do they just stay big the whole time? No, they're always big, but you can see the future in them. (laughs) Like my love lines or like the actual, like I see pictures of the future. You see actual pictures. Your love lines actually can morph into line drawings that tell you what the immediate future is going to behold. Don't tell Moira. Oh, God. All right. Well, sounds good. Okay. All right. Do me. Do me. Um... Okay, which, um, all right, let me see. Which question do I want to ask you first? Okay. What do you want to eat for dinner? Mac and cheese, pizza, sushi, or nothing? I'm fat. Sushi. Sushi. Okay. Um, which politician are you? Mitch McConnell, Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, or Mike Pence? Elizabeth Warren. Good choice. Um, 
What song would you want playing at your funeral? God is a DJ by Pink. Um, that crash test dummy song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, Madonna's Vogue. Or um, the uh, the Ave Maria. Madonna's Vogue. Okay. That was question three? Yep. Okay. Um, what kind of fart are you? Silent but deadly. Loud and smell- smellless. Long, long toots that sounds like a, a trumpet. Or a shart. Long tooth that smells like a tr- sounds like a trumpet. Okay, and then finally the last one. Which clue character are you, <gasps> Mister Green, Miss Peacock, Miss Scarlet, or Wadsworth? Miss Scarlet. Okay, let me calculate this out. All right. Okay. Oh, it looks like we actually have similar powers but different forms. You also can see the future, but yours is by pooping in the toilet, where people can do tea leaves. You actually have constant IBS, and whenever someone speaks to you, you automatically shit, and when you look at the toilet or the poop stains in your underwear, you can read their future. Cool. So what's my deformity? Your deformity is you have constant IBS. Okay. You basically have my life right now. Oh. <laughs> and you have a fat ass. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. That's going to be. Can you imagine if that was our comic? If we're like two fortune tellers, me with big hands and you just shitting. <laughs> Out of my fat ass. <laughs> big hands and fat ass. The crime solving team. <laughs> Oh, excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to waddle my fat ass over to the other room now that we're done recording. Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to tell the future. And the future I see is the end of this goddamn episode. (laughs) Well, thank you, everybody, for ending this goddamn episode with us. Um, uh, Listen, we would be so thankful if uh, during one of the happier times of you listening to us, you you broke out um, a computer and wrote us a review about how much you enjoy the show and give us five glistening stars. Ooh, yeah, star us. Um, And then hit that subscribe button if you haven't already uh, and tell your friends to listen, subscribe, have a listening party. Oh, God. (laughs) Could you imagine? That sounds awful. That sounds incredible. (laughs) Listen, um, I don't know who you are, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you read comics, well, that makes you queer. Queer. Bye. Bye.